0: Welcome back to another episode of That's My Personal Business. Today we have Kinsey Madsen on the podcast and I am, I'm ecstatic. Uh, Kinsey (laughs) is a biz coach who helps entrepreneurs make millions being themselves. She teaches courses, hosts retreats, and posts a lot of pictures of her cute little puppy burger. And Kinsey, I'm going to add to this too. I just think you are the most magical human. Like I'm so Aww. excited to have you on the podcast from like a selfish standpoint. Like I'm just so <laughs> excited to talk to you. You're
1: so nice.
0: All the things. So tell for those like who don't know, cause I feel like one of my favorite things about your business is that I feel like there are a lot of elements to it. And so mm. I would love for you to talk to us a little bit more and kind of like introduce us to Kinsey cause it's yeah. Kinsey Madsen now, right? It's not Kins-Co-1. Yes.
1: I always accidentally still say Kinzco World, like even if <laughs> I have to remind myself. But yes, it's Kinsey Maths LLC. It just is my name now. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be on here. Honestly, you're like one of my favorite people too. So when you ask me, a lot of times I don't be on a lot of podcasts, but when you ask me, I was like freaking duh, I will oh be. Oh my gosh. So I'm literally
0: so honored. Um, no. <laughs> like I'm just so excited. So tell us a little bit about like – you obviously like host all these business things. You help mm-hmm. people with their businesses. I think one of my favorite things about you is that you are so, I hate the word authentic, but that's like <laughs> the perfect word for you. Like yeah. you show up as yourself so much in your business. And like, you're Thank the you. one that introduced me to like pulling cards and like all these different types of meditation. Mm. Like you have such a fun side of your business too, that I love. So tell us like a little bit about, yeah. What does Kinsey Magic yeah. LLC look like?
1: So I started my business originally. I was just like over, I was a graphic designer for 10 years and I was over working just like a day job. I always knew I wanted to quit my job and like start my own business. And it, one day I was just like, if I know I'm going to do that, why am I like staying in a situation that isn't furthering my growth how I want to? So I quit kind of with zero plan. And the first year of my business was a shit show. Like it was literally just kind of throwing things against the wall, seeing what stuck. The first six months, I was just basically doing freelance design stuff. And then I got burnt out by that really quickly and through doing a lot of design work in like big companies, I was always involved in the marketing meetings and the strategy meetings. And I also just always listened to business podcasts. I loved like manifesting type stuff. It was just, I educated myself in this stuff because I loved it. And so a lot of my clients, I started seeing them, like I would give them this whole new brand. And then they would be clueless once they start. And so honestly, part of me felt kind of guilty that I was just like setting them out into the world with no idea of what they should do. Like I felt guilty that I wasn't educating them more. And so that's kind of how I started moving into coaching is my first like official coaching program I launched was half design, half coaching. And then once I started doing coaching and teaching courses on business, it was like, everything just clicked together and it made sense and it was so fun and it never felt like I was working when I was doing that kind of stuff it just felt like I was like having a conversation with friends it's kind of just that moment that everything clicked together and so since then I actually don't I have like I'll take on two or three one-on-one clients at a time and it's on like a very um inconsistent basis. I just take them on if I'm like, yeah, I would love to work with you. But most of the time, my energy, I like to save it for my programs that I do, my courses and my retreats that I do, which that's been kind of put on pause a second because of COVID. But I'm so excited to like, once hopefully everything is back to semi-normal, resume those more. But as of right now, I mainly am just focusing on like programs and then showing up for my audience and providing content that excites me and hopefully helps them with their businesses too.
0: Oh, I love that. And also when your retreats do open up again, anyone listening a hundred thousand percent sign up for them. I went to one in January of Kinsey's and it, oh my gosh, it was so it was magical. So like fun. I want everyone to go to your retreats. So I would love to know, cause I think what, so I found you, I can't even remember when I like found your account and found your business. Mm-hmm. But one of my, favorite things about your business and like what really drew me to you is not only do you offer like these incredible resources and tools, which I freaking love everything I've bought from you. It's been so helpful. Um, but on top of that, you're so empowering. And that was really like what drew me to your business is I felt Not only like I was becoming a better business person by interacting with you and like your business, but I was just becoming like a more powerful and like self-sufficient woman by being a part Mm -hmm. of your like little creative realm. So I would love to hear about like your journey with that? Because I feel like that's such a personal side to you as a human, but Mm -hmm. it's also such an integral part to your business now. How did that, like, was there something that like made you shift that into your business? Has it always been that way? Like, I'd love to know more about like your journey with
1: that. Yeah, that's a really good question. And I love that you said that. That makes me so happy. So I think a large part of my business, and I actually just had this thought again the other day, I feel like I keep coming back to this, is I really love helping women make a lot of money. And I think we're, I mean, I know we're in a time right now that's so exciting because there's so many women that are like starting these really successful businesses. And it's, it's just so awesome and so like inspiring to see all of this. And sometimes we forget that that did not used to be the normal. And so yeah. even two or three years ago, I went on a date with this guy. And well, we were actually, we had been dating for a while. And he said something that was like really sexist, but it was in a way that he didn't even understand that it was sexist. And anyways, I broke up with the guy, (laughs) needless to say, but I, it just literally lit this fire under my butt that I was like, there's still so many places that women are playing small just because they think that is the norm and they think that's what they're supposed to do. And so even just like the other day I was watching a TV show. I don't remember what it was called, but it was like set back in the olden days. And I just had this realization of like the work that we're doing right now is healing generations of women, like thousands and thousands of years of women who were not even allowed to say like, what they weren't even allowed to dream bigger. They weren't even allowed to think they wanted a career. And maybe some people have like a mom who had a career, but that's probably it. Like very few of our grandmas were working women or had dreams or were allowed to dream. And so I think for me, it's just that fact of when I see women who are so talented or who I know that they were born with such gifts that they are like meant to share with the world. And they're holding back because of, they think they're not worthy or they grew up. I mean, we all kind of grew up in a patriarchal society. And so just those limiting beliefs, like seeing those, it hurts my heart and it just makes me feel excited to show up as all of me. And I don't really know why, why I was born with that confidence. It's my dad calls it like, I don't even remember what he said it stupid confidence or something like it's like this (laughs) relentless confidence that comes with nowhere I think I got it from my dad but I am happy to like share it and if I show up and I look like an idiot and I embarrass myself and I fail and if that means that more women are then feeling like I'm giving them the permission slip to do the same and to take risks then like that's worth it for me then I've done my job
0: Brick, I'm like all riled and like excited (laughs) I freaking love that no and I think um Knowing, I mean, you live in Utah, right? Did you grow up in Utah as well? I think a lot of my audience is from Utah. I'm obviously from Utah. We all grew up in a patriarchal society, Mm -hmm. but Utah specifically is very patriarchal. And I think that was Mm -hmm. one, like, I just love that you show up so powerfully in that way. Have you, I know you said you've always had like this confidence. Have you always had like this really powerful like feminist voice or has was that something that you like developed when you were older like how did that journey kind of go because I hate that that's even a journey to like become a feminist yeah. I feel like it kind of is when you like grow up in such a patriarchal society that it's like I feel like everyone should be a feminist but I do feel like in our society yeah. it's something that you almost like grow into
1: yeah I think honestly it was because so I have five little sisters And I think growing up in a family of all girls, I just literally didn't understand why girls shouldn't be able to do whatever they want. And I was lucky because both of my parents are very like, my mom was always a stay at home mom, but she was very creative. And so as we like develop different creative talents, she was always like excited about us using those for a career. And so I feel like I was lucky with parents that kind of empowered us and supported us to do whatever we wanted. Um but then I also have just kind of been rebellious. I don't even I mean I don't even remember the first time I heard the word feminist. It's like weird cuz I in high school that wasn't something people really said like it wasn't mm-hmm. really talked about, but I was just always rebellious. And like for example, I had a pit, me and all my sisters were like kind of freaks. My mom is like very kind of rebellious too, but we all had like pixie cuts until we were I mean, 18, like I didn't grow my hair out until past high school. And like if boys, I know it was like, it's, it's weird to think of now because I love having long hair. But at the time, if boys would say something to me like, Oh, you should grow your hair out. It just bugged me so bad because I was like, who do you think you are to like, tell me what I should do. And then I, again, it goes back to, I think just seeing other women and then being like, well, if he wants you to grow your hair out, like you should. And just having that fire inside of me, like, I literally don't understand why somebody else should be able to tell me what to do. Um, it just was that way. It was that almost to a fault. Like sometimes now I have to remind myself that being rebellious just to be rebellious isn't being myself. Like I've had to come home to <laughs> who I am and like I don't need to rebel from everything just to rebel, you know? So I feel like that was more so who I was. And then as I like graduated high school and whatever and like started working, that's when it like fully came out because I saw like injustices in workplaces and just the way that like women were treated as an adult, I started mm-hmm. kind of realizing more and like getting more fired up about that in general.
0: Shoot. I love that. I mean, I don't love that because I don't love that it happens, but I love <laughs> the way that you harness harnessed yeah. it. Um, I, yeah. And I think that is again, one of my like favorite things about your business is that like, I actually think I might have found you towards like the end of my marriage. And I think I even Mm. sent you like an email, (laughs) like a very emotional email, like thanking you for your stuff. Because I just remember being like, oh my gosh, like I am a totally capable human and can like do these things as a woman. Like, and I just, I love that your account balances that personal motivation so beautifully with your business motivation. Um, so tell me like a little bit about Cause I think that's like, so your brand. And so Mm -hmm. how did you, I mean, you kind of told us like how you developed it, but like, what is like kind of the things that you tell other people when it comes to like coaching them about their brand? Because you have such a specific voice and brand that I feel like I could pick out of a lineup, like your content, because it's so specific to you. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you kind of advise other women to like step into their power and like step into their voice?
1: Yeah, this podcast is so fun. It feels like you're just gassing me up. I'm going to have to listen to this if I'm like feeling not sure about myself. Oh my
0: gosh, please, please.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I think what I say is because when it comes down to it, a lot of people will think, Oh, like it seems like you don't care about what people think. Like, you're so, it's so easy for you to show up. And like, I actually care a lot about what people think. I am like the biggest people pleaser by nature. I just have always wanted to make people happy. I hate confrontation. Like, I am so, I just want everybody around me to be happy and everybody to be proud of me. That's like such a big shadow I have to work through. Is I, I'm like obsessed with getting my parents' approval, especially coming from a big family. I feel like you kind of get that attention less. But what I tell people is you can fill that and still do the thing. You can fill that and still post the caption that scares you. You can do that and still start the business that your family might not agree with. Because when I think of it and when it comes down to it, it's a question of priorities. Like for me, my biggest priority is I want to live a life that I love and I can't believe that most of the world is working jobs most of their life that they hate. Like that literally makes my skin crawl to think of it. Yeah. And so if that means that I have to do stuff that scares me and makes me uncomfortable and makes me worried what my friends or family is thinking about me, I just understand that's like part of the thing and I I choose like joy in my life. And I choose happiness over choosing their approval. And a lot of times it's a conscious decision. Like it has to be like, do I want to post this caption, even though I know it's maybe going to ruffle some feathers, or do I want to launch this product? Or like a really scary thing for me was bringing more spirituality into my business, even just in the way I was showing up and the things I was talking about, because my family is like still very conservative. Mm -hmm. And I just realized if I'm still holding myself in this prison of like, trying to show up in a certain way, then I might as well be in a day job because I don't want to feel like held back by anybody. And so when I'm coaching people through that, I just, we get clear on like, what is your why? Why are you wanting to do this? Are you wanting to be able to, you know, take your family on really exciting vacations? Or are you wanting to make a lot of money to donate to the charities you're excited about? Or like getting clear on their motivation and then saying, okay, do you want that? Or do you want to post something that's going to make your family happy? Because a lot of times it's like, well, obviously I want the big thing at the end, but we get so caught up in like the every single decision in our business, um, that it holds us back from like those things that we actually prioritize when it comes down to it.
0: Oh, I love the advice to just like prioritize because I do think that's something that when you look at like people's accounts or you look at people's social media you're like do they feel no fear like do they not (laughs) get nervous like were like were they not ever like doubting this when in reality it's like everyone constantly feels those things but you have to prioritize it and that's like Mm -hmm. same thing that topic is something that I will talk about with people for hours is that like we have one life and I. Mm-hmm. it makes me so sad and like genuinely heartbroken and then in turn so motivated that like people really do spend their whole lives doing stuff that they hate for the sake mm-hmm. of like a dollar. And I think that is such a weird concept that I like want to help people get out of at any cost I can because life can be so beautiful and you can love your job so much. You just have to prioritize those wants like over you need mm-hmm. to not be uncomfortable. Like everyone just doesn't want to be uncomfortable. So they stay in this like really mediocre zone. I feel like for so long and I yeah, love, well,
1: and- oh, sorry. Oh no, go, go ahead. ahead. I was just going to say, I feel like too, like a lot of the times we start our businesses and we're- we think it's so awesome and we're excited. And then two years later, we're looking at it and going, oh my gosh, I hate my business as much as my day job. And mm-hmm. so it's, reassessing that again and saying, okay, what am I hating in my business right now? like how do I bring back this joy? because I think it's a subconscious thing where we're programmed that we're going to hate what we're doing for a living. And so if we're not hating it, even once we've made the leap into having a business full time, in the back of our mind, we're still thinking, I, I should be hating this And so we like almost create things to hate in our business when you consistently have to do this like, spring cleaning vibe with your business of I'm going to take this out I'm not going to do this even if so and so says I'm supposed to post on Facebook too I don't want to post on Facebook like it's consistently reprioritizing even once you do have like the dream business
0: yes and I think that's one thing I have loved learning from you is that you push so hard to like do things in your business and to like really only do things in your business that make you happy. And that's been such a huge shift in my business is that I got so kind of like you said, like you end up kind of hating it. I didn't end up hating mm. it, but I got so comfortable shooting weddings. Like it earned me great money. It was so fun. And I do love it even still, but I was kind of burnt out at the speed of which I was having to shoot them and like the quantity. Mm. Um, but in my head I was like, oh, but this is like comfy. Like it's, it, I know it brings in the money. I know it does well. Like I do love it even if I'm feeling a little burnt out. And it took me a long time to just be like, okay, but there are things that could make me happier. Like in this moment. Mm-hmm. I love education. I love being able to use my platform to connect. So like, why not choose something that would make me happier? And I feel like the one thing that sticks out to me with your business is that you like only use Instagram. Like mm-hmm. when I try to describe your business to people, I'm like, I don't get how she does it. <laughs> and it's so <laughs> sick. I'm like, she literally like <laughs> doesn't use anything but Instagram. So can you like tell us a little bit about that and how you've like prioritized? what works yeah. for you. So, cause, cause kind of like you said, I feel like I've, there's so many ways of marketing. There's so many ways of doing your business. And like, so many people will tell you like, you need to be doing webinars. You need to be posting mm-hmm. on Facebook. You need to be using this platform, this platform, you need to be doing this. And you're just such a freaking amazing example of just doing whatever the hell you want.
1: Yeah. Oh, thank you. So I, I only use Instagram. Like maybe I've watched two webinars in my entire life and maybe I like sometimes I'm part of Facebook groups, but when it came down to it, I was thinking about, I don't, cause in the beginning I for sure felt that I like have a Facebook group and it has like, you know, 700 members or something in it. And it'll wrap People will randomly talk about stuff in there, but I only started it because people told me I had to. And like the email thing, I'm like kind of using email more so now, but all I do is I have my assistant send out my Instagram posts to my email list. Because to me, all I use is Instagram. Instagram is the only platform I like to consume content on. And so why would I try to like, dilute my magic by spreading myself so thin in all of these places when I could just focus on one platform and doing it so well and putting all of my best content there it, the place that I understand how to use it. I'm not interested in taking like a million different courses about how to nail uh, Facebook and how to grow your email list really quick. And like, I just am not interested. It doesn't sound fun to me, but Instagram is so fun for me. I love creating content. I love connecting with people on there. That's like how I found most of my best friends. Like it's just the place that I love to hang out. And so for me, once I just released that pressure that I needed to be spread to all of the different places. That's when my Instagram especially started to grow. And my connections that I were making with people like grew so much deeper too, because I wasn't spreading myself so thin across all the platforms.
0: Oh, I love that. So how would you, like, what would you say to someone? Cause I feel like this is something I run into when I like, when I coach people and I talk to people Mm -hmm. is they're so worried about the consequences of pursuing fun in their business. Because I think, like you said, we've kind of correlated like earning money with like misery or complacency. Mm -hmm. Like we're just like, it can't be fun. And like, if it is fun and I love it, then like the money will probably go away or like my business will be less successful. Like, how do you, what advice do you have for people that need to like overcome that
1: Yeah. So first I would say just notice where it's coming up that you're making things need to be harder than they need to be. Because I don't think it's realistic for like everyone to just quit their business for a month and go to Disney World and like think that things are going to run as smoothly as they can because it takes a while to get your mind to like be in that place where you can feel comfortable taking time off and having fun. So I would first say, just look at where you're making things harder than they need to be. And how can you make subtle shifts to have more fun? Does that mean you're blasting your favorite music when you're working? Does that mean you set up like this delicious lunch before you sit down to start working on your computer? Like how can you do little things to make it more fun in a way that you feel comfortable with? And then look at the story you're telling yourself in your mind and then just start like, turning the volume up on that. Maybe you say, okay, I'm going to take five hours off without looking at my phone, without opening my email and just gradually increase that time until you notice that, oh my gosh, this does work. And kind of, I like to challenge the universe. Like I'm going to go on this vacation and I would love if the time I got back, I made 10 times the amount I spent when I was out, like kind of have fun with your manifesting and just keep it loose and see what happens. Because I found when I have that approach to it and that approach to my business, even with the way I set goals, I used to set goals, like super serious. Like I want to hit this number and I have to hit this number or I'm not worthy. And then I just started saying, you know what? Like it would be really fun to have this insane launch. It would be really fun to quadruple my average month. Like, having it feel light and easy and then if it doesn't happen it just doesn't happen and it doesn't mean anything about you or your business but i think once people can start just kind of like tiptoeing in that pool they'll notice how much better they feel and that in turn is going to make everything run better in their business like it it will just show up in the proof of their numbers that they're going to pull in better numbers when they're not coming from this place of like misery
0: yeah the energy around having fun in your business is like—I mean, I was gonna say it's the funnest thing ever, but it's the most redundant is <laughs> <It's bad. laughs> the most redundant statement. But like, it is—it's it's so true. fun. It's like yeah. so fun to love your job, and that's like—and I think too, like—and I know you kind of do this in your business where you don't work that much, right? Like, you don't no. work eight-hour days, like, no and, way. Uh, Which I love, and like, I love when I hear other people doing it, and like, I don't work eight-hour days anymore, and especially during COVID, like. I've just mm-hmm. been super strategic about like when I work and then I don't have to work that much. And I had this moment the other day though, where I was like, I'm not working enough. Like what mm-hmm. am I doing? Like I'm relaxing and having fun too much. And then I was like, what the hell was that? <laughs> thought? Like, isn't yeah. this like what I want in my business? Like I want to work as little as possible and earn as much money as possible. Like yeah. that's the dream. And I think, yeah, I think it's so even when you do kind of break through your money mind, like your money blocks, I, cause Mm -hmm. I feel like I've worked really hard to work through my money blocks. They're pretty deep seated. And like, sometimes they just like pop up Mm -hmm. in weird little ways.
1: Mm -hmm. Totally. I mean, it's, it's a never ending process. I feel like all have totally rewritten a belief. And then all of a sudden it like comes in completely blaring. And I'm like, what the crap are you doing here? I have not thought about that forever, but it, it really is a continual process of reminding yourself, like, no, this is not how it actually is. This is an old story. This is someone else's story, right? We don't make up money beliefs. Like we mm-hmm. took them on from somebody always. And so it's just like saying, this is not mine. I, that's what I tell myself over and over again. Like, this is not my belief. This is not my belief. Just remind myself that like, that is not mine to carry. And I get to choose however my beliefs look. And I think that's what where people get confused is they're like, no, it's true. Like I have to work these long days. I have to work these long hours. And it's like, if you think that's true, then that's true. But I'm going to choose the thing that I get to work like three to four hours a day and have my best year ever. And that's my belief. And I'm choosing to like integrate that. And if you want to decide that you have to work these crazy hours, then you get to decide that. But it literally is it's our responsibility to decide what we think is true about how we're creating money in our business.
0: Ooh, I have never, Ooh, I love that. I feel like I've thought about beliefs being other people's, but I've never heard it mm-hmm. like phrase that. I don't know, like clearly I love yeah. the idea that like when limiting beliefs come up, it's usually because we've learned them from someone yeah. or Not necessarily that we grew this belief on our own. I love that. Um, yeah. okay. I wasn't even going to go here but I want to talk to you about this because I love this business. I know you mentioned like spirituality and how you've brought that into your business. And that again, I've said so many things are my favorite thing about your business at this point. I'm like (laughs) every single layer of it. I'm like, that's my favorite. But another thing I love about your business is like the spirituality and the energy that you bring around it. And I would love Mm -hmm. to kind of hear your stance on that and how you have brought spirituality into your business.
1: Yeah. So when I first started, like, I feel like I've always been, I mean, I grew up very religious and was very religious until, I mean, I just recently like left my faith that I grew up in forever, like officially. Mm -hmm. And so I always feel like it's been a part of me where I've always prayed. I've always like done those types of things. But once I started dipping my toe in, it was this weird thing where it was, it was so true for me and it was so. Confirming and it just explained everything I had felt without realizing it. And it felt familiar, like I had known it for your, you know, many lifetimes before. It just felt like this part of me that I didn't completely like it it was the thing that was missing in my life. And so as that was happening, I all of a sudden felt like I had to integrate it into my business and I had to change my business and I had to become this spiritual, like teacher. And because I love teaching things, like as soon as I learn it, I want to tell my friends about it. I want to tell my family about Mm -hmm. it. Like it's, it lights me up. But after that, like I started thinking I was going to teach it and I got certified in all these things. And then I came back to this point of like, spirituality just is me. And all of these things are what light me up and it's what's fun to me. And I don't need to force the way I bring it into my business. And so that's when I just started doing things like Card reads on my Instagram stories. And sometimes when I'm talking in captions, like it will just slip in there the different beliefs that I have. But I feel like it became easy to integrate once I stopped trying to force myself to integrate it, if that makes sense. It wasn't yeah. like a, it was almost like in the beginning, I thought because it was this thing that excited me, it also had to turn into a thing that made me money. And then once I released that and just decided, no, I just really love this and I love talking about it. And so I'm going to talk about it sometimes, but I, I'll naturally bring it into my content just because it is a part of me.
0: Ooh, I love that. Just making it like an effortless kind of transition rather than forcing it. I think that's so amazing. If you like force it, it's so, I don't know, it's so inauthentic. So do you have like a favorite spiritual practice that you
1: do in your business? Yeah, this I don't even know if this qualifies as spiritual, but I just love like it doesn't even count as meditating. I mean, I guess it does. I feel like meditating doesn't have a definition. But just laying on the couch, on your bed, whatever, with your phone, nowhere, and just thinking. Like, just letting your mind completely run wild. I feel like that is how I've come up with my best ideas. That's how I've thought, like, the weirdest things about spirituality and diving more into it like I love to watch a crazy movie or something like have you ever watched Gaia it's like a no it's like this subscription service they have some crazy stuff like I'm not super into some of the crazy things but I like to watch something that kind of bends my perception like it makes me go oh is this all made up do we not even know like there's there's this meme floating around where it shows like the inside of an atom and then it shows like our universe and how it looks super similar. And it's like, what if we're all just like living inside of a being? So thinking about things like that and then just kind of like, it's almost like disconnecting from my mind. I guess you could call it meditation, but it's like just laying there and thinking about nothing. And every single time after that happens, after I take even 10 minutes of doing that, I get up, I feel completely refreshed and I get the craziest ideas for my business. Like it's so weird that something so I don't know, abstract can give me like, oh, I should post this on Instagram. Like, it's like, it somehow translates. I think it just like clears your mind of the bullshit that we've heard over and over again. And then showing up like, and the ideas just flow through.
0: I love that. And I feel like that's something I need to do. Like even you just being like, putting my phone in the other room. I'm like, oh my gosh, when was the last time that I like, Put my phone in the other room. Sat there and just thought about things. Like yeah. I'll put my phone away for short periods of time, but I think yeah, you find so much inspiration when you're disconnecting from like it's, this world and this feed that we're always in.
1: Yeah, it's hard. Like it really. I've started trying to turn my phone off for like a couple of hours every single day, and I am literally so embarrassed. How often? Like it's every five minutes I'm reaching for it. I'm like, what am I even looking at? There's nothing. Like. That I need to be checking my phone every five minutes, but it's, it's like an addiction. It's. Oh yeah. It's like serious. muscle memory.
0: It's yeah. wild. Um, yeah. no, I catch myself doing that even now. Sometimes I'll be scrolling with, and I'll be like around people and then I'll just look up and I'm like, what am I doing? Like, why? what I am know. I even looking at?
1: I'm not even like comprehending what I'm looking at. I'm just swiping." I know it's the stupidest thing and i feel like as business owners we think in our mind that we're working like oh, i'll catch oh my myself gosh, doing it yes. and i'm like oh i'm i'm working like and i'm like no i'm not i'm freaking looking at like tiktok or something you know it's like the weirdest thing but it isn't working like it just drains us it drains our energy and we can't receive that like divine inspiration when our eyes are glued to a screen like mindlessly just consuming
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been scrolling on Instagram or TikTok and then like received a revelation in my life.
1: We need yeah, we need to like talk about that more because that's all we're doing all day long is sitting and scrolling and it are good ideas. Never. I feel like the only ideas I've gotten from that are like, an idea that I wanted to copy of somebody else's. (laughs) So it's like, that's not not when we're getting like our authentic. And I've had it happen before. I've had it happen multiple times where I didn't even realize I saw like a graphic on somebody's profile or a name of something and it just went in my subconscious. And then I would come out with it and be like, oh my gosh, like I completely, like I thought this was my own idea, but Mm -hmm. this was not like, I did a shirt design one time that was just like for... A shirt I was printing. And then like two weeks later, I saw the exact shirt somewhere else and they hadn't copied it from me. Like at first I was pissed because I thought they had copied me, but I had just seen it like as I was subconsciously scrolling. So that like freaking freaks me out.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's terrifying. Well, that's like something I always tell people when I'm working on like branding and artistic voices Uh is that I think one of the best things you can do is try to find inspiration outside of your genre Mm -hmm. of work.
1: Totally. Otherwise-
0: yeah, it's so easy. Like we are consuming so much content this generation. Mm -hmm. Like our entire lives is just like consuming content that it's inevitable that you'll like subconsciously copy something because you're just consuming so much. So the more you can like differentiate it from like the content that you're producing, the better so that there's no like subconscious copying. Um, Okay. So what is like, I know you said that's, like, one of your favorite things to practice to, like, receive inspiration. What is something else that's, like, like, what is inspiring you right now? Like, what – I know, like, a lot is happening with Kinsey Madsen. You just had that big jump from Kins Co. to Kinsey Madsen. Like, what is inspiring you right now? What's kind of, like, on the forefront?
1: I honestly, like, it's been hard with COVID because – I seek most of my inspiration from like getting out of my space, like Mm -hmm. getting in a new place. Um, I love going to the movies. I think that's another one where it's just, I like disconnect from my phone. I'm forced to. So any, it's really anything where I'm like not having service that inspires me. And so I've just been trying to do that as much as possible in a way that's like allowed, like going on a little mini Airbnb trip up to the mountains, like with my family or doing those little things to get out of my space, because especially right now, it just felt like everything was starting to get stale. Like, you know, we've all Mm -hmm. been in our houses for however long and you just start to kind of, yeah, you start to lose that inspiration. And so challenging myself, to create those types of things. And even when it first hit, cause Utah isn't as crazy as like the other places right now. But mm-hmm. when it first hit, I just asked myself like, okay, what am I missing so much about going on vacation? How can I create that from my home? And so I've been really intentional with like the environment that I set up because in my environment to me, if I am not feeling like good in it, then I feel completely uninspired. So making my space, I mean, this is kind of a weird answer to the question, but it is the truth. It's like making my space inspire me and buying, you know, buying prints to put up around my house that like make me excited and just surrounding myself with those vibes and then noticing, okay, I didn't like this. This felt like an off day. What was off about it? What was like, How could I do less of that? And then Mm -hmm. surrounding myself with people who are, like, doing inspiring things in their business, too. I'm lucky. I have, like, all of my friends are entrepreneurs, and so that is also a really big thing. Just, like, going out to dinner with them or going on a little, like, staycation has been really helpful, too.
0: I love that. Having – not that non-entrepreneur friends aren't great, but entrepreneur friends are awesome. Like, it's so – fun to be in like a realm that's similar to your own, even if you're in different industries. I love that.
1: They just get it. Like no matter what business you are in, I feel like it's nice to have at least some entrepreneurs you can talk to because there's a certain level of like understanding what each other is doing. But there's also, I feel like I've had entrepreneur friends where, not friends really, like acquaintances. I've talked to other entrepreneurs where I'm like, Ooh, like I am dusting your mindset off of me because you like are not the type of entrepreneur I want to be. So I feel like it's yep. not, it's just fine. Cause you can find, I also have other friends who don't own businesses that are so high vibe. They're like so expansive in the way they think about life. And so I always associate entrepreneurs with that, but I think it's more so about like being around people who are freaking juiced on life and like excited to live.
0: Uh, Juiced on life is going to be like my new, (laughs) my new (laughs) standard for friends. Like if you're not juiced on life, it ain't it. Uh, Okay. So one of my last questions for you is like, I love how much your personal life and your business are woven together. So I would love Mm. to know, like, what is one thing that like, as you've seen Kinsey Madsen LLC, like grow and adapt and evolve, what is like the biggest lesson that your business has taught you about yourself?
1: Yeah, I feel like, I hope I can explain this. I feel like my business has made me realize who I am. Like, I always have been weird and rebellious and like, but I think my business, like having to show up every single day as me and challenging my beliefs and challenging the things that I thought were true about me when I just realized, oh, that's just like a belief that somebody else taught me. Like that's, that's not true about me at all. I really think figuring this whole thing out and through helping other people with their businesses, I've realized who I am at my core and like, The things I actually care about and my priorities. I, I mean, five years ago, I would have told you my priorities were like boys and Target. Like, I didn't. I don't (laughs) think I truly like understood who I was and what was important to me until I had to show up every single day in my business and like really get clear on that. Have those days that I'm like, I don't know who I am. There's so many days in my business where I've just felt like, what am I doing? Like, who am I? Who am I to think I can do this? And when you're a business owner, that's totally normal to have those thoughts, but you have to be able to pull yourself out and say, this is who I am. This is why I can do this. This is why people need me. And I honestly don't think like when you're working a job for somebody else, you're showing up how they need you to show up. And like, I'm really good at understanding how people want me to act. Like, I just mm. think, I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's a people pleaser thing. And so in jobs, like I always really liked my day jobs. Like I didn't have bad experiences, but I was showing up how everybody else needed me to show up. And so once I had my business, it's like, no, like how do I want to show up? I didn't even know in the beginning. And so I think it's just taught me like who I am. Is that too generic of an answer? No, I love that
0: so much. (laughs) I feel like my mind was like, just like, I'm like, I've never even thought about that. Like it's so true that we show up so often in the ways that we think other people expect us to. And I think that's so, nope. I think that was beautiful. Literally couldn't have been better. Um, no, thank you. Okay. So at the end of every show, I ask everyone the same thing and it, your answer does not need to be related to what we talked about previously. Like, it can be literally anything yeah. ever. But what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given?
1: Yeah, this.
0: I know. It's, I a big, it's kind of a doozy. That, I know.
1: It's like a big question, but this one always comes to my mind first. And so. It must be it must be the one that stuck with me, and it makes sense with my business. But I just love the saying, "Do what you love, and you'll never work a day again in your life." I think that is like the point of life. When I think about how, I mean, you hear all like the woo stuff about we're moving into the new earth, uncovering like all the injustices that are going on, and I really feel like that like prime life of the work, that we're working towards is everybody being able to show up and do what they love. And it's just like this ecosystem of harmony. And so I, I don't know, I feel like hearing that from a young age just helped me realize that I can do what I love. And it's like, it's a priority. It's like everything, you know?
0: Oh, I love that. That's so, uh, Kenzie, Thank you so much for being on this. I just love hearing from you literally always and talking to you. And I know everyone is just going to love everything you said. So can you tell Uh everyone like where we can find you on the internet, all that good stuff?
1: Yes, of course. It's been so fun chatting. I feel like we could do like 10 podcast episodes. I need to have you on my podcast. Literally. I'm like, can we break down
0: a million different points?
1: (laughs) Um, Okay. So on Instagram, I'm, Kinsey Madsen, and my name's spelled kind of weird. It's K-I-N-Z-I-E-M-A-D-S-E-N. And then just go there if there's anything else. I mean, I have a podcast and all that stuff, but I talk about that on my Instagram. So that Instagram is kind of the place to find me.
0: Oh, and it is like the hub of Kinsey Madsen. I love your Instagram. You're Oh Oh my gosh, clearly I'm obsessed with you and your business. I literally talk about you to everyone. So thank you so much for sharing so many good little nuggets of Of wisdom.
1: Thank you for having me on. I'm honestly, when you messaged me, I was so flattered because you're like the cool photographer. You're like, like I remember one time, I don't remember which one of my friends it was, but she was like, I was looking at your profile and she was like, she's bought courses from you. She's like the coolest photographer. And I was like, I know.
0: Oh my gosh. So I'm stop. Equally I'm like flattered. blushing, blushing in my <laughs> room. <laughs> thank you. Oh my gosh, I just love having you on. I'm going to have to have you on again for sure, but thank Sweet. you so much for being here and thank you guys for listening in and we will see you next time.